Hi, and welcome to Beauty Curious. My name is Dr. Elise Love, and I am a board-certified dermatologist. And I'm Ian Michael Crum, a licensed esthetician. Ian and I are excited to become your trusted beauty guides, from interviews with the best and brightest names in the industry to sharing our favorite expert-approved products. We are here to help you navigate the noise by giving you the facts. Are you feeling beauty curious? Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Beauty Curious. I'm Ian Michael Crum, and today we are speaking all about skincare routines. And how do you transition a routine from what you're doing now to summer or in general? Yeah, it's so important, but definitely summer because I feel like everyone's like deep in like hydration and moisture and oils and ointments, and it's time to kind of change things up. Yeah, I feel like every season people are start to think like, what am I doing? What am I doing? The climate changed, and that's a great time to to analyze like the consistency of products and and how your skin's reacting. So, Elise, what do you normally say when someone asks you like, how do I make a routine? <laughs> so I struggle seriously struggle with like making general product recommendations that's why I love the office but I think that we'll break this down into like four different skin types we'll talk about oily congested we'll talk about normal combination skin dry sensitive skin and then of course a pregnancy safe routine I get asked that quite a bit yeah it's huge a lot of questions about pregnancy and I think everyone's pregnant this year all right guys well this is going to be a power episode so buckle in pay attention and feel free to take notes but you can also listen again if you want so yeah or check out where we'll we'll post everything on shop my so oily skin what do you do for oily skin dr love Yeah, so with oily skin, really kind of the problem that happens in summertime is congestion. People feel like they get blackheads, whiteheads on the nose, on the forehead. The skin may be like persistently oily, especially like by the time they meet midday. So you want to focus on adding products to the routine that's going to help target that. And oily skin tends to be like pretty robust and able to tolerate products. And so one thing that I recommend is adding some type of exfoliation or oil control into the skincare routine in the morning. And so two options that I love for this that are over the counter are benzoyl peroxide. Benzoyl peroxide is really good for decreasing oiliness and also decreasing like red, deep inflammatory breakouts. Whereas salicylic acid is really good for helping with oiliness and also helping with those like blackheads and whiteheads and that congestion that happens on the forehead or the nose. So I would say adding one of those ingredients, not necessarily both of those ingredients into your routine and your morning routine. And that can be either through your wash, through a toner, through a serum. And then you also want to check in with your face wash. I love hydrating cleansers for winter time, but I feel like for oily skin, they tend to love either foaming or exfoliating face cleansers for the at least the morning, but probably twice a day um, in the summertime. And then stick to oil-free serums, moisturizers, and sunscreens. Sunscreen's like a big point. We have a whole episode on like picking the right sunscreen, but there definitely are like super lightweight oil-free sunscreens, but you don't want to add anything to your skin that's going to like make the problem that you're trying to fix worse. And then the last thing is I am tried and true. People know I probably love prescription retinoids like you love sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) I love prescription retinoids. They are the most effective thing at decongesting the skin, controlling oiliness, helping with the skin texture, helping with the skin tone, stimulating collagen production. So if you have access to a dermatologist, this is a time to kind of check in 
a lot of times my patients will have a winter retinoid and they'll have a summer retinoid. So it might be the time to go up on it. If you don't, then adapalene is like a great over-the-counter option that you can consider adding to your routine. And we'll have to do something on how to add a retinoid into your routine so that people add it correctly. All right, guys, we'll do a whole episode on retinoids. Yeah. <laughs> but so do you normally, you bump a patient up before summer sometimes if they're oily skin, their retinoids? Yeah, just because usually that like, you're making more, you're, there's more demand for oil production in the summertime. And so basically we keep patients where they feel comfortable, where they feel like their skin's controlled and normal. So if they're starting to feel oily or congested, we'll bump them up. Cool. I have to double down. I really love salicylic acid cleansers for oily skin, especially yeah. when I'm treating my clients for sure. All right. Normal combination skin. What's your what's your go-to recommendation for someone with normal combo skin? Yeah. So for normal combination skin, the recommendations are pretty similar to the recommendations for oily skin. It's kind of like you're going to mix the recommendations for oily skin and dry skin because that's by definition combination. Yeah, what combination is. So you may add in the same products, but you probably won't add them in at the same frequency. So maybe you're using an exfoliating cleanser twice a week and then either a foaming or a hydrating cleanser on those other nights. And then I do still still love prescription retinoids. Most of the time, normal to combination skin can tolerate them, especially in the summertime. But the biggest thing with normal combination skin is that, and this is kind of all like what this podcast is about, you want to give the skin what it needs. So if your skin is feeling oily, reach for that exfoliating wash or serum. But if your skin's feeling sensitive, then skip exfoliation that day and stick for more gentle, more soothing products. And then you do definitely want to stick with oil-free serums, moisturizers, and sunscreens. So oil-free products only. Or even like, you know, people that have combination skin tend to have oiliness in the T-zone. Yeah. So I like to remind people, you know, you don't have to use the same product all over your face. Just yeah. how you use, you know, you can use an eye cream or a t spot treatment. You know, if you're feeling oily in your T-zone, use an exfoliating pad and, you know, get in there and, and exfoliate, but don't use it on your cheeks if that's, if that's the section that's normally dry on your face. I agree. And I feel like people are obsessed with toners and like feel like they need toners. For the most part, I, I don't think most people need toners, but toners and pads are like excellent ways for combination skin to treat their T-zone without treating the more sensitive cheeks. What about dry skin? What do you normally recommend for dry skin? Yeah, so dry skin, the good news is that it tends to have significant relief as we move into like the warmer, more humid summertime. But kind of on the same end, dry skin can definitely be tipped over the edge very quickly. And so if you add too many exfoliating products or if you add products too fast or too often, then you definitely can essentially sensitize your skin and make it red and irritated and inflamed. And so the key is that you want to go slow with adding actives and you want to stick with products that are specifically designed for sensitive skin. A lot of people think summer is not a good time to start retinol, but it's actually a great time. It does make you a little bit more sensitive to the sun, but everyone who listens to this podcast is wearing sunscreen. So I'll help people hold it if they're going to like, um, you know, if they're going to Asia or Africa, somewhere with really high sun. But for normal sun exposure, this is a great time to start retinol because the skin tends to tolerate it better. Even with that, you want to start with a sensitive product and very slowly. And then if they need it, I would go with gentle exfoliators in the morning time. So this is either going to be something that's 
enzyme-based or lactic acid or azelaic acid, but definitely not salicylic acid or benzoyl peroxide. I love enzymes and yeah, I love lactic acid. There's a lactic acid is really one of like the most underrated ingredients in skincare because lactic acid both exfoliates and it hydrates. So it's really good for dry, sensitive skin if you're trying to get some exfoliation. And then the other thing I recommend is adding a hydrating serum before any active ingredient. So instead of just saying like cleanser and then retinol, maybe do a cleanser, a hydrating serum, and then your retinol and your moisturizer so that you have a little bit of a buffer there. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's similar to pe- people's conversations about like the retinoid sandwich, like yeah. moisturize. Okay, you clearly don't like that topic. <laughs> I'm like, the look I just got in the room, guys, oh no, my gosh. No, no, I The retinol sandwich is good. I do think you waste a lot of money with it if you're essentially when you apply retinol sandwich is typically moisturizer, retinol, and then moisturizer. And so if you apply a moisturizer, you are significantly decreasing how much of the retinol that you're using. And so if you're doing a retinol sandwich every night, maybe you should just be using like a thinner serum, a retinol and moisturizer and use your retinol three times a week and you'll get the same results and you'll like save a yourself lower, money. a lower strength retinol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. That makes but sense. for super sensitive skin, it is an option. Okay, I love that. Yeah, I mean, I have dry skin. I feel like I'm just, all the hydrating serums, I'm I'm always... I love that I'm you have always, dry skin. We're such a good combo. Yeah. <laughs> I have really oily. I can do anything in my skin. <laughs> really? No, yeah. I, I actually tried a new, this morning, I, and it was from a brand I, I, I use multiple of their products, but I tried a new hydrating serum. Yeah. And... Like, I don't know what I did in the shower, but I had like a weird reaction. I'm like, oh God, it's the comment about going slow and slowly mm-hmm. introducing things is such my life. Like I take a really long time to try new products. I tr- I yeah. try a lot of products because it's part of this job, but like, you know, I can like flare up easily for things that I don't even expect. Yeah. And I mean, that's true for everyone, even oily skin. You should definitely add one product at a time. I have this patient who came in and she's like, I was using all these products and my skin um, got super irritated and now I have pigmentation. She's like, which one is causing it? I'm like, it's probably not one of them. It's actually the combination of them. And so if you add too many products at the same time, you it's impossible to tell like what you tolerate, what combinations you tolerate, what frequencies you tolerate. And so, you know, skincare is a long game. Like, take it slow. The skin cycle is at least 28 days, guys. So... <laughs> You know, people want instant results. It just doesn't, it's just not. One of my favorite proverbs, I don't know if it's a proverb, I don't know, sayings, whatever they're called, is the person in a hurry has the most time. Oh. Yeah. And it's so true for skincare. It's like when you're like, I need this to happen overnight. It's when you kind of like screw things up, you irritate your skin, you cause pigmentation, and then you're like taking things backwards and having to like start over at square one. Once you reverse the problem that you've caused, totally. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So don't don't rush it. Slow and steady wins the race. Yes, is where the sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I've been getting. I feel like I'm at the age now where a lot of my friends are getting pregnant. Yes, a lot of people that follow me online are getting pregnant, and I'm I'm getting asked what is some good pregnancy safe options. Which you know, I have a good grip, but I've been meaning to have a hash out with you to be like, okay, let's like get into it. Yeah. So I'm glad that that's part of skin to it. Let's get skin to it. (laughs) It's one of my like taglines I say in my videos. But um, so let's get skin to it for pregnancy safe. What 
do you recommend to your clients? I, I've, I mean, I there's a couple of ingredients I love to recommend, but there yeah. are a lot that are off the off the list for someone who's pregnant or breastfeeding. There are, and so essentially with pregnancy, pregnancy and breastfeeding are different, and I think that a lot of times they get lumped together. A lot of things in breast with breastfeeding, you actually can use a lot of products. So you can use benzoyl peroxide, you can use retinoids. You want to run this by your dermatologist just to make sure that you're in the clear. So pregnancy is a very different physiologic moment than breastfeeding. And so with pregnancy, you want to keep things fairly simple. One, a lot of people's skin changes with pregnancy. And so you may go from having like super dry skin to super oily skin. You may go from having super oily skin to super sensitive skin. And so you also want to check in with how your skin's doing. But in general, the like over-the-counter products that I recommend um, when we talk about exfoliation would be enzyme exfoliators, lactic acid, mandelic acid, azelaic acid, and glycolic acid. And just picking between those depending on how oily or sensitive your skin is, glycolic is definitely going to be the strongest of all of those. And then enzyme and lactic and mandelic are going to be the most sensitive. The other thing is vitamin C is okay, but vitamin C is an ingredient that's often compounded with multiple other ingredients. And I think that sometimes that's where you can get in trouble with pregnancy because it may say vitamin C serum on the front and then you flip it over on the back and it may have something like arbutin or it may have salicylic acid or anything of that nature. And so you want to stick with simple ingredients. It's great when the brand is like very upfront and they put it on their marketing pregnancy safe. But if you have access to a derm, just like run things by your derm. But we'll kind of go over some specific products that you should be good with also. So check the shelf and we'll list yeah. a pregnancy safe vitamin C and and other. I think the thing that I get with clients or friends that are are pregnant, it's yeah. you know outside of skincare too. It's like some of them might be getting Botox. Like, oh, you can't yeah. get Botox. There's other restrictions. So I find you know people really do like like a relaxing facial because there are a lot of things that you can't use, yeah. but like you can do a lot of great facial massage and like make yeah. yourself feel better before you get to that nine month mark, and then can I agree. like pick back up on your retinoids or your Botox or whatever else you might want to do to your skin. Yeah, I think facials are excellent for like the pregnancy period because I feel like it can be such a you know like your body's changing, your skin's changing, things feel completely out of control. You can't do a lot of the procedures that you typically do, and so massages, light chemical peels, instant hydration, and also just like taking a second to like be with yourself and like probably not think about all the things that you need to buy and how (laughs) much money you like don't have. And so I think facials definitely can be especially beneficial in like the pregnancy period. I mean, I'm biased, but you know, I think think so too. (laughs) Okay, so let's run through a couple example routines. Yes. This will be like our speed round for the day. Yes. Um, so Dr. Love, I'm going to ask you for, you know, top picks for the different routines. And then, of course, we will link our favorite products in our shelf. So here we go. Oily, congested skin. Dr. Love, what's a good lineup? Okay, so I'm going to go over morning skincare and PM skincare, like 
ideal for oily congested. So for cleanser, I love the Ultim D Foaming Cleanser. I love um, that one. I think it's such uh. a balanced cleanser where it doesn't strip your skin, but it removes the oils. Um, I also love the Neutrogena Salicylic Acid Cleanser, particularly the grapefruit one, because it's just such a great way to start the morning. It smells really good, and your skin, it's nice and exfoliated after. I'm not a toner girl, so I would say let's skip that. Um, and then for I use toner, but <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Um, do you have a favorite toner for oily skin? You're super dry, so I know. Uh, I mean, okay. I, I like. I feel like I speak. So many people ask me dry skin questions, but. If I don't personally know the person, yeah. my recommendations are normally like bare minimum. I'm like, yeah. what's the bare bones? So I use toner, but like if I'm going to build a routine for someone I've never actually met in person, I don't tell them to use toner because it's like, it's I, like try to be, I try to be, messing like, step. I try to be like, this is like the least amount of clicks you need to get to, yeah. <laughs> to get to, exactly. the, to the, the goal and then like add more later. One I uh, will say is, the Polish Choice BHA is actually the only product I've never personally tried that I recommend. And that's because oh, so my patients love it. It's a holy grail for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I have dry skin, but it's yeah. like such a, it's, that's like a really good, yeah. it's a really good one. I wouldn't use that. So again, with like the salicylic acid, you only want it in one part of your routine. Yeah. So don't do a salicylic acid cleanser and then the BHA toner. But if you're doing like a foaming cleanser, you could definitely do the BHA toner. And then for serum, we love an antioxidant serum. So I would say an oil-free vitamin C serum. Obagi Clinical is a good place to start. And then Obagi Medical has some like higher strength vitamin Cs. I've never tried that one. Yeah, I should but try it's, it. Okay. Yeah. You think it'll be okay with my skin type? Well, you should start with the Obagi Clinical one. I think that one would definitely be good for your skin type. Okay. It's like made for sensitive skin. And then you can like build up. Wait, this is the power round and I'm distracting you. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So power round. Cleanser, Ultim D foaming or Neutrogena Cell Acid, oil-free vitamin C. Um, check out the Obagi ones. For moisturizer, I love La Roche-Posay Double Repair. I'd probably say 80% of my patients are on it. For people with super oily skin, they even find that heavy. So Neutrogena Hydra Boost is a really great lightweight one. Just don't get the one for like dry skin. And then for sunscreen, there's so many options, but Supergoop, Every Single Face, Unseen Sunscreen, LTMD UV Clear are like probably, those are our go-tos. And then at night, pretty similar routine. You can use the same cleanser. And then I would do a prescription retinoid and moisturizer. Nice and simple and clean. Love it. What about eye cream? Do you recommend eye cream? Oh, great question. I recommend eye cream for people who have different concerns for their eye area than they have for the rest of their face. Yeah. Or if people want to do anti-aging. Yeah, I feel like that's a whole other conversation. This yeah, is, this it's is a like, deep one. This is like the like build your routine, like get it going yeah. and like make sure cross-reference, but the bells and whistles we get at later. Yeah, we're going to have a whole conversation about eye cream. Okay, great. All right, so normal combo, go. What's your recs? Okay, so normal combo, remember, you're just going to be like in between these two. So I would say LTMD foaming cleanser or La Roche-Posay hydrating cleanser, having both of them at your sink and just kind of picking the one that makes the most sense for you. Again, an oil-free vitamin C. For a normal combo, I would say either the Obagi Clinical or a Skin Better Alto Defense. 
Love that one. Um, and then moisturizer, La Roche-Posay Double Repair, and then sunscreen. I would do Supergoop every single face or maybe even glow screen. Everyone in my office loves glow screen. It makes you really glowy. Yeah, it's as kinda, the name says. Yeah, yeah. It's like tinted, but also it has like a luminosity of Yeah, it has sort. a luminosity. Like, and then also LTMD UV Clear is a great option. And then same routine at night, either the foaming cleanser or hydrating cleanser, a prescription retinoid or a retinol, and then moisturizer. Love it. Okay, dry sensitive. That's me. Yeah. All right, what's your ex? Okay, so I love the La Roche-Posay Hydrating Cleanser. Swear by it. I did put in this a hydrating essence. Ooh. Do you have a favorite? See? I mean, I use theirs sometimes. Yeah. I've I test I test a few. I don't know. I'm I, that's like one thing I just kind of I don't change. Go with the flow. Yeah. Oh. Like I don't I, I feel like I test a ton of cleansers. Yeah. And I test a ton of serums. Yeah. And then I have like like moisturizers that I'm like always using, toner, simple. And then sunscreens, I have like a ton, but like cleansers, the thing like I will try the most of. Yeah. See, guys, toner, personally, toners aren't that important. <laughs> That's not what I said. Don't put words in my mouth. But right. <laughs> okay, super so dry, sensitive skin. She's we'll, putting words in my mouth, guys. We'll do the La Roche Posay hydrating cleanser, a hydrating essence of your preference. I like the Skin Better Alto Defense as a vitamin C. It's like very well tolerated. Vitamin C can definitely be irritating for sensitive skin. But this one not only is tolerable in sensitive skin, but it actually helps to like decrease redness and sensitivity. And then I would say plus or minus SkinCeuticals has this like retexturizer activator. Oh, it's I like, haven't tried that one. It's really nice. It's really lightweight. It exfoliates the skin without irritating it. And then moisturizer for dry, sensitive skin in the summer. That's a little bit you have to find your sweet spot again because some people, you know, I would say La Roche-Posay Double Repair. It's like a great all around, but some people still need more. Tolerine Ultra is good. Kiehl's also makes really good um, moisturizers and First Aid Beauty makes really good moisturizers for dry, sensitive skin. So you have to find your sweet spot of how much you need. And then I would say for sunscreen, either LTMD UV Sheer or the Isden sunscreen. The one we can't pronounce. Yeah. Like so Tentitona. Uh, oh, that was from our last episode. But <laughs> yeah, the one that has a really hard name to say. Untented for lighter skin types and tented for um, darker skin types. Okay. Okay. I mean, I have tons of products that I use as dry skin, but I think that's a really good. That's a good outline. I, I mean, like you it. You can always correct me. You're the pro at this. No, I mean, I think it, this is summer too. Like I have, I will use thick moisturizers in the summer still. Like I'm crazy. Yeah, I exactly. At night, like I really like, have you tried Restore by Dr. Rogers? Love it. Yeah. That, yeah. And I also, that's like a go-to if someone's pregnant. I'm like, if your skin's like that's a great parched, one. I like, agree. use that. So that kind of borders our next lineup with pregnancy safe. But oh, I, yeah. I love I love like the Restore products just in general, especially especially for sensitive skin. They're so very simple, like straightforward yeah. formulas. If you're having reactions, I think that's a great line to kind of reset your skin. It's a great line because it's also pretty clean, but it's not full of like um, essential oils. Because I find that that happens in a lot of quote unquote clean products mm. that they then become really oily and then those things can actually irritate dry, sensitive skin. And so I think that that's a nice, balanced, dermatologist-formulated yeah. line. Awesome. Okay, so pregnancy safe. 
Wait, we have to do nighttime for dry sunscreen. Oh, I'm like, I was like so excited from talking about Dr. Rogers and it being good for pregnancy skin. So, okay, nighttime for dry sensitive. Okay, so I would do same cleanser, La Roche-Posay hydrating cleanser. I would do a hydrating serum. So I love the Vichy Mineral 89. And then I would do either a retinol or a retinol substitution. So either Skin Better Alpha Red or... Aven has their retronol, I think it's called a suspension, but it's essentially their Bakushiol product. Oh, yeah. Love That's it. That's a great one. Yeah, I really yeah. love it. And then moisturizer on top. We need to do that retinol episode where we talk about all the all the different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So, all right. Now on to pregnancy safe. I think one of the top questions we've both yes. been getting. What's your routine? Okay, super, super simple. The other thing is, I mean— Honestly, pregnancy is like exhausting. So like don't overdo it in the skincare category. But I would say a gentle foaming or hydrating cleanser per your preference. The Ultim D, the La Roche-Posay are, are great. I would say a hydrating essence. There this, it is again. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great time to like splurge on yourself in terms of pregnancy. Just something that feels good. Something that smells good. I love Caudalie. Um I've actually never used SK2, but like if you want to feel fancy, feel fancy. Um, and for serum, I put the SkinCeutical C Ferulic here. It's just like a tried and true classic. Yeah. You pick your moisturizer based off your skin type. Just don't like go crazy. And then SPF, I would say is in sunscreen, untinted for lighter skin types, tinted for darker skin types. And then I would keep it very similar for nighttime. The only change I would make is using either SkinCeuticals Glycolic overnight or a prescription strength azelaic acid. You definitely want to avoid retinols and retinoids and salicylic acids during pregnancy. So glycolic acid, azelaic acid are great options depending on your skin type. Yeah, azelaic acid's great. Yeah, it's I like love ha- azelaic starting acid. Starting like a moment. Yeah, yeah, all the other acids, lactic, mandalic, azelaic, kojic, I feel like they're all getting more buzz around. I feel like glycolic salicylic acid yeah. have like had their moment. Know, people already know about them and now yeah. the other acids are, are Yeah, because I feel like we went through this them. phase in skincare where people are like, let me just like rip my skin off as yeah. aggressively as possible. Where now it's like, okay, this is a long game. Let's use some gentler products that can last you through different phases of life and do through different seasons. And I think that they're great for that. Love it. Well, this was a power episode. So everyone, I hope you took lots of notes. Any questions you might have, feel free to DM us right in. um, And we'd love to see what your routines are looking like for the summer. So feel free to tag us at beauty curious pod POD on social. And we'll be happy to give our feedback yeah definitely i want to see your routines yeah and so with that until next episode we'll see you soon all right bye guys thank you for spending time with us today please leave us a review if this topic helped you feel smarter calmer and more confident about your beauty decisions you can engage with us more personally on instagram see you next episode